You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello. I am Matt Williamson, former scout for the Browns, former director of football ops at Akron, former recruiting assistant at the University of Pittsburgh, former longtime employee of ESPN.com and podcast host there. Um, it's been a great week here on the Locked On podcast and the whole Locked On network. We're growing like crazy. I appreciate you stopping by. Spread the word. Please go check out all the other local ones, you know, the individual teams, NBA as well, Locked On NFL Draft, all kinds of good stuff, fantasy. Um, but as is the case every Friday, I am looking at mybookie.ag. And I will tell you more about them in a moment. But we are going to pick every game straight up and against the spread. And it starts with the biggest stinker in the world. (laughs) The Bills are at the Jets and the Jets are favored by seven. Uh, Looks like McCown is going to start probably against Peterman. I like Sam Darnold as a prospect, but McCown's a pretty good quarterback. So let's not lose sight of that. So let's let's harp on the positives of this one, I guess. McCown probably makes them a better team. Gives them a better chance to win. I also think the Bills' defense is pretty darn good. But you would never know it because they get less than zero help from their offense. So, that being said, the Bills' offense is just dreadful. But I think they keep this within seven game, seven points in a divisional game. Very familiar with one another. And I don't think the Jets run away and hide. I mean, they can drop 30 on the Bills or I don't think. I mean, I think this game's like a 17-13 Jets win. Um, And neither one of them's very good, really. The Falcons look like they're pretty good. And they're getting six and a half in Cleveland. The Browns are coming off a bye. They should be able to have a lot of receptions to Duke Johnson, run the ball to Chubb early on. Um, I would think Mayfield's, you know, healthy and the week off did this team some good, especially with the new coaching staff. Brown's D has been really struggling, but it's flashed this year. I think they're in for a long day, though. There's no doubt about that. I think the Falcons will have a lot of success with Tevin Coleman again. I don't think there's any answer for Julio. The Browns have some corner injuries. Six and a half isn't enough for me to take the Brownies. I'm going to take the Falcons to win on the road, although I'm still not in love with picking Matt Ryan on the road, especially, you know, up north. And not that there's going to be a lot of weather, but. um, And I think they win by more than six and a half. Uh, Ten point game, 14 point game. Um, Browns might keep this close early. I could see Chubb having a nice first half, but then. Another interesting and similar game, the NFC South team travels to Ohio. The Saints, coming off a huge win, smells a little like a letdown game for them, doesn't it? Go to Cincinnati, who also is coming off a bye, but no A.J. Green. Then maybe they do have a letdown, and maybe the Bengals pull the upset. But I just keep looking at a Bengals D that's been really bad. And not only that, they have a lot of injuries on that side of the ball. I just think Kamara just destroys these linebackers and coverage. Um, Des Bryant, if you haven't heard, he got signed and is the last play of his first practice towards Achilles. He's out for the year, so obviously he's out of the equation. 
craziness. But I don't think that moves the needles from needle for me one way or another to not pick the Saints. Um, I like New Orleans. I could see them coming out, quote, flat and struggling a little bit. But I don't think that since you'll be able to run the ball well, I could see Mixon and maybe even Ross and Boyd racking up some, some numbers through the air. But I don't think they can keep up with the Saints. And again, I think the Saints could start slow, but the second half might just totally belong to New Orleans. So I'll give you a six and a half, even though I'm on the road. Um, I mentioned before about my bookie, and I mentioned that I used to host a podcast at ESPN for 10 years, Football Today podcast, wildly successful. I'm sure some of you used to listen. But since I've been podcasting, which is now 15 years, something like that, people are always asking me, you know, who to bet on. And that's, I think, a big reason many of you are listening now. But it's almost important who, where you bet as opposed to who you're betting on. So... I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. You guys have been good to me. My bookie's been good to me. I think you guys would be a perfect marriage. So that's why I'm urging you to make your way to my bookie. You win. They pay. They have in-game live betting. I always tell you I like that that phase. I like I do that quite a bit. Over-unders on fantasy points scored. That's unique. I haven't seen that anywhere else. And the most rewarding player perks in the business. But because my bookie's doing so well, they're slammed with new bettors. And they want to give everyone the best service possible. So... If you wait until 7 o'clock Eastern, if you're listening to this fresh off the you know Friday night as I'm recording it, perfect time to do it. But if you were to deposit over 100 bucks, you get 25 free, free bucks right on top of that. I mean, just wait till after 7. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Use our promo code LOCKEDON25. That's LOCKEDON25. That's how you activate the offer. So visit MyBookie online today. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON25 to, when you create your account. And you'll claim up to $1,000 in free play as well. So if you're willing to hold out to after 7 and get the extra 25 bucks, I mean, that's, that's the best deal in town. So chill out. Wait until after 7. Make that happen. You play. You win. You get paid. All right. Washington is traveling to Tampa with basically no offensive line. And they're getting three on the road. Say what you want about Tampa's D. It's bad. It's terrible. Don't get me wrong. And they have some injuries too. But are they going to get Gerald McCoy and Curry and JPP and all those dudes blocked? I don't think. I really don't. And I like the Redskins' defense. But Tampa scores on everybody that this is going to have to be a track meet game because as much as Washington would like to stick it in Peterson's belly over and over and over and five yards in a cloud of dust, I don't think their defense is going to allow them to do that. And Smith's going to have to throw to keep up. And as you can all figure out, that is not a recipe that fits this team at all. I think this is a bad matchup for Washington. That Their line problems really, really worry me. I think the Bucks win this one kind of big. I mean, I'll give you three for sure, and I think they win by ten. I don't know what to think of this game, so don't go putting your whole mortgage payment down on at my bookie on this one. But the Patriots are going to Tennessee. Titans are seven-and-a-half-point home favorites, or home dogs. Great familiarity with Vrabel and Belichick, and there's certainly a lot of... Uh, Ex-Patriots on this team. 
And I think that's a good and bad thing. You know, that Malcolm Butler, who eh, maybe Bill Belichick wouldn't mind exposing a little bit, just, just saying, having a really rough year. I think Josh Gordon feasts on him. Will Gronk play? I bet no. New England's got to buy after this game. Will Sony Michelle play? I bet yes. Um, will they run on Tennessee? I bet no. Will James White rack up, you know, fantasy points in production anyways? Probably. Edelman will get his targets. And I feel for my man Corey Davis. I mean, I really like this guy. But every week he gets a stud corner, it seems. And this year, or this week, it's it's Gilmore who's playing extremely well and matches up with Davis really well. And Tennessee doesn't have much else. Um, they absolutely will lean on another former Patriot, Deion Lewis. It's clearly his backfield and more or less his offense at this point. And I like how Mariota's playing. He looks a little bit better to me, and I'm again have hopes for him. But New England's a better team. I'll take the points, though. Uh, I, I think this is a 28-23 type of game. The Tennessee keeps it close. It wouldn't blow me away if they found a way to win this game, although nothing really tells you that they will. Miami goes to Green Bay, where they're a 10-point dog. Uh, you talk about corner matchups. Xavier Howard will probably be on Devontae Adams almost the entire day. But I think Valdez Scandling has a really good matchup. I could see Graham doing well. Um, Rodgers should do well. And I think Aaron Jones has a huge game, too. Miami's run defense really worries me. On the other side of the ball, I forget who I was listening to, but they had someone saying, you know, what is going on with Miami? I mean, they got Brock Osweiler handing to Frank Gore, throwing to Julian Edelman, or to Danny Amendola, like, Where's this team going? You know, and they just are so static. And I, I forget who was saying that. It was another podcast I was listening to. And I think Green Bay's defense has a nice day here. I think that they pressure Osweiler a lot. I bet they come after him. I bet they're not afraid to leave their corners on islands. So I think Green Bay wins this big. 10 seems like a good number, a good line for this one. But I'll lay you the 10. I just I know Miami's won some games, but I don't think they're a good football team. Jacksonville getting three in Indy. And Indy's played better than Jacksonville this year, which shocks me that that's come out of my mouth. Indy's offensive line is now a real strength of the team. And I think they'll do a pretty good job, especially in the run game. I think they'll move Jacksonville. Will they protect Luckwell? That's going to be a challenge. You know, Jacksonville's coming off a bye. That defense has to be hungry to get back to where they were a year ago. Fournette comes back. I still don't trust the Colts' D. Uh, oh, oh, by the way, Mac is going to play in this game for Indy. He's looked really good. Um, but Hilton's going to get a lot of Ramsey. You know, I love Luck. I mean, I love him a bazillion times more than I like Bortles. But I'm going to take Jacksonville to win here. Cup of mud, upset special, speaking of football today. And if you're going to give me three, as you guys know, I mean, I, I, I called for a regression season for the Jags. And I haven't said a lot good about them this year. But I just have a hunch with Fournette coming back off of bye. Defense looks itself in the mirror and says, hey, we're still studly defense. I can see the second half of the season being a little more respectable for these guys. And I don't know that Bortles will be really out of his comfort zone against the Colts. Lions are another tough team to wrap your head around. They go to Chicago where they're a seven-point dog. I don't think that Detroit will run the ball against them at all. Stafford's been under a lot of pressure lately, despite what I think should be a good offensive line. And I think Matt, you know, Max playing in this one. Bears are healthy on defense again. 
Maybe they can hit a deep shot on the perimeter to Jones or Galladay or two. But I think offense is going to be really hard to come by in Chicago. And that's going to allow the Bears just to stick it in Howard's belly. You know, kind of like I was talking about with Washington. that Not ask Trubisky to do a lot. I don't trust that Lions defense at all. You know, maybe Slay does a nice job on Allen Robinson. It looks like he's going to play. But do they have an answer for Cohen out of the backfield or just a heavy dosage of Howard over and over? I don't think. I think Chicago is clearly the better team, the more trustworthy team at this point. But are they seven points better? Torn on that, but I'll say yes, they are. All right. We are going to take a quick break, and then we will buzz through one, two, three, four, five more games. So we'll be right back. All right, here's the biggest line of the day, or maybe the biggest line of the year, is Arizona at Kansas City, minus 17. Wow. I'm doubting Sammy Watkins plays, which to me means Peterson on Hill. And that doesn't mean that, you know, all of a sudden Kansas City's not going to throw the ball, but it's something to get in your way. And I think Kelsey and Hunt both feast. Kansas City can rush the passer a little bit. Arizona can't protect. But can they keep this thing kind of close against a bad Chiefs D and run the ball with Johnson or control the clock with Johnson in the passing game, short throws to Larry, maybe hit Kirk over the top. You guys know I'm a Rosen believer. I mean, this is a tough situation for a rookie quarterback to go into Kansas City against you know maybe the best team in the league. But my hunch is Arizona doesn't just get killed here. That, yeah, I'm going to take Kansas City to win. I'm not, kind of, I'm not that crazy with the upset special. But if you're going to give me 17, I think Arizona can keep it close. Maybe get a garbage time touchdown to cut it to within 17. I mean, that's a big number. Another pretty big number. Chargers go to Oakland. Raiders are 10.5 point dogs. They stink. Um... I have no problem taking the Chargers and giving you 10 and a half. I mean, I think Ingram has three sacks. I'd be shocked if the Raiders run the ball well. Like, I was doing a fantasy segment today, and somebody asked me, you know, who are you starting off the Raiders? I'm, nobody. I mean, nobody. And their defense is worse. I mean, Rivers is going to crush these guys. 10 and a half. I mean, this one should almost be like a 17 spread to me. Uh, that, that one stands out as, well, this seems low. Even though it's double digits, Gordon will run all over these guys. What are they going to do against Keenan Allen? You know, is Rivers going to relent or is he going to throw for five touchdowns? I mean, he could throw for five touchdowns like Ben did last night. Um, I'll take the Chargers. Ten and a half is not enough for me to sway that either. Seattle at the Rams. That's an eight-point spread. Seems a little low to me, too. Can Wilson in that passing game keep up? Eh, I think this could be a... Very good statistical Wilson game. Can they run a little bit? Yeah, probably. But Seattle's D, which is good. Don't get me wrong. But on the road against Goff and Gurley and all those weapons, I don't think they're a good enough team to keep this within eight. Um, the Rams are loaded. They're pretty healthy all in all. Can they get Aaron Donald blocked? Ooh, I'm betting no. Um, you know, these Rams corners and the defense overall has some concerns, but the offense doesn't. I'll give you eight without any hesitation, really. Dallas goes to Philadelphia. The Eagles are coming off a bye. We're going to see Golden Tate. 
I don't think we'll see any running from the Eagles. The Eagles are seven and a half point favorites. Um, I did a fancy column for Clayton Football today or ClaytonFootball.com today saying, you know, Lane Johnson comes back and I think Wentz is going to have a MVP-like second half of the season, post-buy. Lots of weapons, no running game. I think Wentz lights these guys up, even though I think Dallas has a really good defense. But I do think getting Johnson back helps a lot. On the other side of the ball, I can see Cooper having a decent day. I can see Elliott having a decent day. Um, I think the Eagles' defensive front probably wins in the trenches. Nobody runs on them. So I don't know that Elliott has a decent day. I mean, okay. I don't trust Dak half as much as I trust Wentz. I think they're kind of going in opposite directions, as are these franchises. Seven and a half in Philadelphia is not enough for me to back off that either. If you want Dallas, I'll give you seven and a half. Lastly, we got kind of a stinker of a Monday nighter. The Giants are getting three and a half in San Fran. And we saw San Fran dismantle sort of a similar team in Oakland. It ran all over them. A team in disarray that is obviously going nowhere. That a well-coached, well-oiled Niners O-line and running game and offense. I mean, I think they do that again. You know, no Damon Harrison. I do think the Niners will have a really tough time with Barkley and Odell. But, and can they rush Eli? Some, I bet, but not great. So this is kind of a sneaky game for points. I can see both offenses not getting a lot of resistance. Three and a half. Yeah, I'm going to take the... This is a tough one for me. Because I know it's a stinker game that no one cares about. But it could end up being kind of fun if these guys are back and forth like I think they will be. Maybe that's giving Eli a little too much credit. Um, But I'll take the Niners to win 30-27. So the Giants get that half point, and that wins you big money at my bookie. How about that? All right, uh, that is a wrap. Everyone enjoy your weekend. Drop me a line on Twitter, at WilliamsonNFL. Check out the rest of the Locked On Network. And I will be back Sunday night to talk to the Locked On um, other hosts, three hosts, like we always do. That's a wrap. See you later.